0: to another edition of Sportball with Squam, Stogie, and Skulldog. I'm your boy, Sam. With me, as always, are these two just pinnacles of human evolution. Seth and Kyle. <laughs> What's up, boys? You a should candy. introduce us like that all the time. Instead no, of just... calling us
1: dick tricklets or whatever the hell you call us.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a candy. My no, favorite uh, kind of candy. I just wanted to bring you up so I could push you back down. That's how you, that's how to be a leader. Yeah. You build us up. And- that's what every good host does. That's what Kyrie Irving does. So <laughs> too soon. <laughs> so this is actually, uh, the podcast that everyone no one
1: asked for, no one-
0: <laughs> <laughs> everyone in America has been clamoring for, you know, people come up to me on the daily on the street. They say, Hey, when's the next episode? And, uh, actually what do you tell them, <laughs> I tell him, I tell him, sir, this isn't a street. <laughs> this is my home. Stop clamoring. <laughs> and also, I didn't tell if you saw, but on the front page of the New York Times, uh, it read, uh, when's the next podcast."
1: What did it green
0: though? <laughs> nice one, dude.
1: Thank you. All right, that so explore in- tonight. I feel it. Like.
0: of course. I mean, it's late. We're tired. It's ten fourteen p.m. Speak for yourself, it's eleven fourteen Eastern. I was speaking for myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, this podcast, we want to touch on March Madness and the NFL and MLB. It's a big spring blowout podcast. We'll say that much. <laughs> and, uh, Seth, are you watching an NBA game currently, or what? I
1: forgot NBA was even a thing.
2: Well, I would be, but... I don't have my computer to watch it on because the battery died and my charger's at my car, and my car is parked at my work. So, kind of a double whammy there. So, I suppose I could be watching on my phone, but there aren't any good games. I watched the Thunder, uh, oh, Pacers? Pacers game earlier.
1: Paul George dropped 30 Juan. <laughs> 30 Juan.
2: He didn't really look he, I still don't feel like he looks, is looking like himself yet.
0: I don't I know. I think if he's he still will.
1: dealing I think that injury is still like nagging yeah, him that, like, his shoulder. And, or
0: whatever, you know. Who does he look like, Seth, if he doesn't look like himself?
1: Mm. Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> God, Too soon, mind. dude. <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> later, folks.
0: Wow, a little tease. You're such a tease, baby. Uh so put the kids to bed, by the way. Let's just say <laughs> that right now. Because it's eleven fourteen, <laughs> no holds bar. <laughs> We're going off the rails. If a single hold is barred, I'll send it back. Um also do you think the phrase uh um nip it in the bud is kind of weird.
2: Yeah, I don't isn't know what it it's in like, reference to. Isn't it in reference to like
0: pruning Cigarettes? plants? Germinating plants?
2: Oh put like, the kids you know to bed. You, <laughs> you know when you prune a plant, you have to like clip off the broken or the dead branches or, Same like, those the rotting leaves or whatever. In
1: college. That's so to took... nip
2: it in the bud in the very, like, base of it. Then you're, like, getting it out of the way early. That's how I always thought.
0: I took horticulture 105, so I know everything there is <laughs> to know about vegetable gardening. Uh, I did miss a midterm because I didn't attend <laughs> class that day. And it just happened was to be the the... Was that the bud nipping midterm? <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was nip it in the butt. Certainly uh, not. No. Which makes a lot more sense in my mind.
2: <laughs> it's like I watched the the episode of uh, New Girl today when, love New when Girl. Nick gets money from his too. deceased father's estate, and then he's like, Winston tries to get him to give him his money back, and he's like, "As soon as a man gets money, everyone comes out of the Woodward looking for money." Winston's like, "Woodward, it's Woodward, <laughs> it's woodwork, <laughs> woodwork." <laughs>
1: Who's your favorite new girl character?
0: Oh, Winston. Part. I would say Winston or Nick, probably. Mm. I got I got Schmidt. Yeah. Sad hates him because he's a an asshole. But
1: (laughs) he's hysterical.
0: Anyone in the world's favorite character? character... Yeah. Is anyone in the world's favorite character Jess or no? I'm sure there are some. (laughs) Maybe her parents.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. and Mrs.
0: (laughs) Deschanel. All right, should we talk sports or should we fuck around? Boys? What? Is that what this podcast is about? <laughs> well, maybe not this particular one. Uh, so, first, we want to talk about March Madness. It's March, um, baby. So, reaction to the first weekend here I was a little disappointed in the lack of upsets because that's what I'm in it for, really. Most yeah. of the one through four seeds went through, except for uh, every 12 single one through
1: three seed is in the Sweet 16.
0: And two of fours, right? And then there's a five and a 12. And even though Oregon's at 12, it doesn't feel like, like a Cinderella or anything because it's such a big school, you know, which is kind of disappointing. Like, I would have preferred the Anteaters from UC Irvine.
1: To make don't get trip. me
0: started on the Anteaters. I swear <laughs> to God. I love them, dude. <laughs> they fucked me over hard. We'll get yeah.
1: to that. Well, we can get that now if you want. Do you want to just rant no, now no, or later? let's just start. We might as well. Anything crazy in the round of 64? Are you asking me if anything crazy happened? Uh, no, I was just asking if there's anything crazy that you'd like to talk about in the round of 64. Well, I know you probably didn't watch every single game like I did, but...
0: I gotta say, I watched more than one could have wanted me to at work, but, uh... I actually had UC Irvine mm-hmm. and Oregon. I had that game happening, but then I picked Oregon for some reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I picked UC Irvine. Oregon would have been good. Yeah, I had that game. Well, too. you pick, You gotta pick the Anteaters. Yeah. I just feel like the, don't you feel like the top seeds are just really good this year? Like more than normal?
1: That, yeah. And I thought a lot of like the mid seeds from like five five to like 13, they were kind of like out of whack. Mm-hmm. Like some of those seeds should have been like Cincinnati is better than a seven seed. Granted, they lost to Iowa. God knows how. Uh, they're definitely, they were better than a seven seed, in my opinion. But once Kansas State, once I saw that they're, uh, their best player wasn't going to play UC Irvine, you know, you had to go with the Anteaters. <laughs> I, also, uh,
0: oh, go ahead. So my team was Wofford, man, going in because I knew they had a player named Fletcher McGee, which, AKA Fletcher incredible Mc3. name, <laughs> a.k.a. Fletcher Mc3, which we're coining now. And he was <laughs> like the all-time three-point leader in Division One history. And yet, against Kentucky, he went 0 for 12. <laughs> And they lost by six, and they sh- – oh, my God. If he had sh- hit just, like, two threes, they would have won. I can't believe they were even that close without him hitting that many threes. Yeah, that's wild. They got Cam Jackson down low, though. due the force.
2: You know, former glumberdies grad – well, current glumberdies graduate, former Glumberdies player, Lee Skinner played for Wofford back Yeah, the day. yeah. He, so they I were in the tournament
1: four. our, like, sophomore yeah. year. Lee was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, glumberdies basketball. Sam, didn't you try out once? Yeah, I did. Did I
0: freshman You're year? Yeah. Freshman just, oh, yeah, I did freshman year. Yeah,
1: I was like five foot two, soaking
0: wet though. I know, and I couldn't jump over a piece of paper. <laughs> now I'm five eight, and I can't jump over a piece of paper. <laughs> soaking wet. <laughs> I'm still soaking wet. Keep in mind. <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, what do you have moving forward? Let's just say you you can pick any final four you want, even going against your bracket. Would you change anything?
2: Well, why would I go against my bracket? I mean, I have Syracuse in there, so. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) um, well, I mean, you got to go with the volunteers. That seems like a foregone conclusion at this point.
1: Sam loves them because of their two guards.
2: I really have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I watched maybe like one and a half games of college basketball before March Madness started. So, um, it, I just don't care about it that much. But uh, I'm liking Tennessee. My final four that I picked for the bracket is Tennessee, North Carolina, Syracuse, Duke. So we've got three out of the four still alive. But that is the lone bright spot in my bracket. I'm in the 14th percentile.
1: The one thing That's that like, concerns me with Tennessee is I think their coach is just um, stupid.
0: Yeah, he uh, why oh, he left Admiral Schofield first of all, I, greatest name in basketball,
1: maybe up there for sure. It's up there.
0: He left him out. He had four fouls, and I understand leaving him out at the end of the game if it goes if you think it's going to go into overtime. But then why not put him in like halfway through
1: overtime? Because not even that, gets... dude. You put him in there for the final shot of the game. He's your yes! best player. <laughs> that was crazy. He
0: had him crazy. on the bench.
1: Not just that, yeah. like that entire second half, like. The way Tennessee plays in the first half of games, they're up tempo. They always play great defense, but they're an up tempo team. They're not a team to sit in the half court and then take sixteen seconds off the shot clock and then try to force something up at the end. And mm-hmm. once they had a what like almost twenty point lead going into half, that's what he decided to do. He just decided to switch up the entire game plan. It was like, do what your team does best. What are right. you doing? Right. That's my, now, that's per- what makes me nervous against Purdue. I didn't realize I was looking at some stats. Purdue is like one of, like, the better teams this year. And, I, I mean, being in Indiana, you would think I would know that. But all I heard was them shitting on Purdue and I uh, IU on the Indiana sports talk. So I just didn't think anything of it. I mean, Carson Edwards is a G. He dropped 42 the other night. So yeah, <laughs> But it makes me nervous against Tennessee. If they're going to, you know, if he's dumb enough to do something like that, I don't know what they're going to do against Purdue.
0: I think that's going to be the best game of the weekend
1: or best game of the sweet 16. I don't is. know. I don't know, dude. North Carolina, Auburn is what really is going to be good me. too. Yeah. Both of those teams, if they get hot from three, you're going to see like a 90 something to 85 game. It's going to be crazy. I have Auburn in that game. So I'm hoping they just turn the ball over a lot. or they force Carolina
0: into a bunch of turnovers and boy, Cam Jackson on North Carolina. One He's a shooter. shooter but the thing about North Carolina is like, Isn't their best player, or one of their best players, P.J. Washington, he might still be out for this game, right?
1: That's Kentucky. Of course. Yeah. Playing Houston. I have Houston in my Final Four. I I didn't know anything about that. I just didn't want
0: them. So that side of the bracket, that's where I had Iowa State in the Final Four, so now I need a
1: new team to root for. It's Houston. It's for sure Houston. Okay, I'll start rooting for Houston. Starting now. Yeah, they got uh, CDJ. On there, um, dude's a stud. Actually, his name's Corey Davis Jr. They got a lot of juniors. Their starting lineup is Corey Davis Jr., Galen Robinson Jr., and Fabian White Jr. And then just That's two other guys. Knowledge. That's a huge upper hand. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you got three players that are also half a man, ha- an extra half a man. If you're How about, you know, game up, playing up playing another that. man and a half.
0: You have an extra three halves men. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, any how of you guys...
2: can you possibly scheme against that type of team? <laughs> Come on.
0: Do any of you guys not
1: have Duke in your Final Four? I have them losing this weekend. So, yes. So, oh. I, let me tell you how pissed I was when UCF blew the most – the two – three easiest plays of probably Dawkins' college career. Just One. Honestly, just rant for me, Kyle. Give it to me straight. I've been waiting. I'm going sit back and Relax. <laughs> So even before they had a what they have? they had a uh, 4 point lead right and there's a fast break Dawkins leading the fast break and he tries to toss up an oop for like a, a slam play you know mm-hmm. to just like silence the crowd and, like yep. seal the deal buffed it completely just whiffed okay that's fine i mean there's still a minute left you're up 4 still don't let them hit a 3 don't foul what do they do? They give up a three to one of the worst three-point shooting teams in college basketball, mind you, who shot like 42%, which is a lot better than they ever shoot. Um, and then there's not uh, – you got Zion at the line, right, to tie it well, up. To, and to before take the that,
2: lead. Zion missed the three, and they got the offensive rebound. Yeah, yeah right? they didn't box out. So yeah, if they yeah. get that rebound –
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, and then when Zion's at the line, he misses that free throw, and there is a blatant push on RJ Barrett that's not called, and obviously he gets the rebound because when you're pushing someone to separate yourself a foot and a half from him, it's pretty easy to grab it. They do that, and then they go down. Beautiful play. Should be an easy, easy, you know, game winner. Not just that they miss. Okay, Dawkins has. A putback that I guarantee he makes ninety nine out of a hundred times, oh. and it was the one out of that hundred time that he did, he missed. It touched every part of the room. my stomach. <laughs> I was disgusting. just so sad
2: for them. Like I didn't really care which team won, and my bracket's worthless. Sad that was shit anyways, but. I just felt so bad for that team and how like heartbreaking
1: a lot. Even up. even afterwards, I watched a little interview they did with uh, Shisevsky and he was like, "They should have won that game. We got lucky." No yeah,
0: I shit. You about that, I texted about that right <laughs> after that. He's like, "I just feel sorry for them. Like they deserve to win that game." I was like, "Yeah, dude, and, I was, uh, that was that one the perfect, of the they had the perfect strategy too. The way the they game played. Plan. Was I was just about to say it was incredible. It was impeccable." Now like, it's easier to do when
1: you have a seven six guy who can guard the rim. But basically, just... I mean, yeah, but at the same time, he's not as versatile as a defender. One that was one of the smartest things they did mid game is when, um, freaking Jesus Christ, why am I drawing a blank? His name. Jesus is... Christ plays for UCF? <laughs> oh, oh.
2: that's why they had such a good game plan.
1: Trey Jones, dude, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So they were just like, okay just taco live in the paint you're gonna guard man on trey jones he gets the ball at the three point line let him shoot he can't hit that was like one of the smartest in-game adjustments i think i've ever seen for a college basketball team to be like this guy's cold we're not even gonna worry about him he's they not really, one of the-
0: yeah they just packed the paint and left everyone open for three because they knew that duke was such a poor three-point shooting like especially their non-star players didn't even pay attention to them.
1: No, and they like just doubled I said,
0: Zion and and RJ
1: every time, basically. Zion went nuts. I'm not gonna lie, he went nuts. He also probably should have fouled out. Refs are very baby that guy a lot. I'm a big Zion fan, trust me. But yeah, he he could have definitely got called for enough for five fouls that game. But
0: well, it's hard to officiate a Zion because he's like 300 pounds and beat Taco Fall because he's seven six. Like, it just seems... I think they called lot of fouls on Taco that weren't really fouls,
1: but it's, like, oh, really hard sure. to officiate him because he's a tree trunk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, this leads me to my next point. So, one, like I said, I really wish UCF won that game because I had Duke losing this round, this upcoming round anyways, and I was just like, good, get all the Duke people that picked on to win the champions out of the bracket. I don't even have to worry about them. But, so now we go on to Virginia Tech, which, honestly... One, they just saw the best best uh best blueprint on how to beat Duke, obviously. They beat they beat Duke earlier this year. Zion wasn't playing. So I it's, mean it's basically like beating a team with me without me then. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. Um but Virginia Tech also didn't have Justin Robinson uh for that game, who is one of their better players. Um So I was looking at stats, obviously. You know how I do. You know him. Yeah. So UCF, defensively, right, they are uh, 40th in three-point percentage. And where we at? Uh, Virginia Tech, 63rd. So they defend the three a little worse, right? They give up the three a lot more, though, because that's their entire game plan. Like, it's not just for Duke. That's just how they play. They pack the paint. And they make sure that all you do is shoot threes. They're going to, they don't care. Like, if you're going to hit your threes, you're going to hit your threes. Um, because to them, they're 11th in the nation in their three point percentage. So they can keep up if that's, the, if that's the point or if that's the case. They have the, they make opposing teams shoot farther away from the basket on average than any other team in the NCAA does. UCF, 69th. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take that as you will. Take I mean, that it's as a nice good. number. I'll say that. But that's true. the thing. They're gonna they're <laughs> gonna the do to They're gonna put the same exact game plan into play with what I think better athletes, like obviously Taco's eight foot three or whatever the hell he is. So, so exactly. they're not gonna have someone in the paint like, pain like that. But they are gonna have um they are gonna have uh Carrie Blackshare in the paint. You made man, that name up, don't lie to me. No, <laughs> Junior, by the way, so a man and a half. (laughs) Basically a taco fall, right? Um, Yeah, I just think that they basically play all year the same way that UCF played that one game against Duke, and they do it at a much more efficient rate. And if Duke's going to go out and shoot 40 45% from three, which they literally never do, they average, like, I think 30% from three, Twenty-eight point or thirty-two, yeah, thirty-two percent. They're two hundred forty-fifth in the nation from three. Let them shoot threes. They can't do it. Zion, I don't think he's taking seven threes again like he did last game.
0: I I I hear all, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think it's gonna be a really good matchup, and but I'm just not gonna bet against Zion. Yeah, sometimes he just looks like a man among boys out there. It's like, is he even in the same league? Like. This is this is a, a clear case for someone like going straight out of high school because he was obviously ready.
1: For sure. Yeah. He's a stud. Right. That's no doubt. You know, that also brings up the point. Um, obviously he's hands down the number one pick in the draft. If Zion did go straight out of high school though, there'd be no discussion that John ja Morant is the number one pick in the draft this year. Right? He seems to be well, the... Wait, are you saying if Ja went year. out of high school, too? No, 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 I'm saying if Zion, instead of going to Duke this year, just went straight into the NBA. Oh, and he was Java drafted Rain last would year. Ja would be, hands down, the number one pick in the NBA draft this year. I would think so. I would pick him second. His passing he's, ability
0: is incredible.
1: He's got to be smarter than, what, 50% of current NBA players when it comes to controlling an offense. Is he is he a two in college, or is he a one? He's he's the one already? He seems big. He is kind of big, but. That's good, though. Yeah. Yeah. And he shoots the three really well, as you saw in the round of 32. He was basically the whole offense. I think he shot like five or seven from three. He's what kept them in it in the first half. Yeah, I'm excited to watch those two play. Bro, his court vision's insane. Yeah. That man, literally, he takes the ball, and the first thing he does is look up court once he grabs a rebound from underneath the basket on the other end. I usually look at my shoes first to make sure they're still tied, and then I... I think a lot of players <laughs> do that. I do that.
0: Should we move on? Because uh, yeah, I rant don't know people anything people. about college basketball. So. Thanks for letting me rant. I needed this. I mean, Kyle does. Yeah. Uh, do you feel wait, about wait, it, Kyle? Do you, yeah, feel, uh, do you feel like lot. there's a load off your shoulders? Because there's going be to be a load I... on your shoulders later. I'll
1: tell you hey I tried to I tried to rant Megan was she was like, It's just a game during the Duke UCF game. I said you don't understand the implications of this game. The implications. I, like, I have millions of dollars on this game.
0: <laughs> Sam, what are your final four? Uh mine in my bracket was Duke, Tennessee, um uh Iowa State who okay, let me just let me just say something. Iowa State lost to Ohio State. I didn't really watch that game. I watched Ohio State play against Houston. They have Maybe five – no, let me take that back. They have zero college-level players. What was that that they put out there, okay? That's something I'd see in my work. Or Ohio wrestling. State? Yeah, I don't even know who these players are. They can't even dribble. Anyway, <laughs> so I don't know how Iowa State lost to them.
1: But Ohio State, they got one good player, at least.
0: No, Not that I saw, I'll tell you that His name's
1: much. Caleb Wesson. Yeah, he ate down low against – They might as well have had five Sam Scullies out there.
0: No, I'm sorry. That would do be – What you got? He
1: had – They would be – <laughs> I guess Iowa State, Caleb <laughs> wasn't at 21-12 and two assists and two steals. Yeah, 21 points that he
0: basically fell into the rim. Anyway, uh, so Houston's my new team from there because Kyle said I should cheer Definitely for them. And that. then who was the other one? Oh, I have Michigan, which I kind of like their little point guard guy. Watching him play, it's kind of fun. Him, he's got that pick and roll with that big, uh, big white boy. Michigan, yeah. I don't know. What? His name is, but I don't know any of their names, so it doesn't matter. And I have Duke Tennessee in the finals, so I'm still rolling with that.
1: Duke Tennessee in the finals. You got you got a Tennessee winning it too, don't you? Yeah, because Admiral Schofield is that boy. Also, it takes it takes guts
0: to name your kid Admiral because if he's not great at something, then
1: (laughs) he's a general at best. Generally speaking, better or worse than an admiral, I have no clue. I don't know, uh, you also love them because of their pregame, their the guards pregame ritual. Would
0: yeah, you like to Settler. enlighten?
1: They play settlers of Katana before every game,
0: every so they're game. my boys now. Yeah, yeah. We're are some of the
2: of two players fun? who do that?
0: Isn't it like Bones and Bone and whatever?
1: Yeah, it's... It matter. Uh, we don't know their names.
0: Yeah, let's be <laughs> honest. I just shot with
1: Bones for some reason. I think. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. It's Bone and um, it's Lamonte Turner and Bone. Yeah. yeah turn oh, around. wait, it might be admiral. It's one of one. It's two of those three. It's either the admiral or the it general. It might be admiral. <laughs> okay, thinking.
0: let's. Can we fucking move on already? Jesus Christ. Yeah, we, we budgeted, what,
2: 15 minutes for this, and it's been 32?
0: Speaking of Jesus Christ, did you see him playing that UCF game? Jesus. <laughs> <was incredible>. Christ. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the NFL free agent Frenzy. Well, the first thing we're going to talk about is a trade, not free agency. But I wanted to do the alliteration anyway. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., some might call him a wide receiver and a half. Uh, he's <laughs> He was traded to the Cleveland Browns from the New York Giants in return for uh, two first-round picks, I believe. One in this year's draft and then one in the 2020 draft. And also, um, why can't I think that safety's name? Or defensive back that they got in return. Kyle. I'm
1: looking up something.
0: Well look up what I need you to look up. <laughs> anyway, they got a they got a young, good, young defensive back in return. Seth, what are your thoughts on this trade?
2: Um it seemed like the Giants were just done with like all Jabril of the Jabril peppers.
0: Jabril peppers, thank you.
2: Oh man, Jabril. It seemed like the Giants were just done done with all of the antics, although I don't really understand what has been coming from the Giants team recently with, like, doubling down on Eli and then getting rid of Odell. Like, I feel like I would just want to get a new young quarterback and build around him, Odell, and Saquon.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Seems like a good recipe for winning offense. But, um, I mean, I'm excited to for this for the Browns. I think their offense is going to take a step forward this year. You know they already made great strides relative to the Browns of previous years uh last year, so it's pretty exciting to I think we're all thinking that Cleveland will be a playoff team again finally, so Hands I mean, down. yeah I think
0: uh, it, so. it was curious to, it was curious to me like it seemed like okay, the Giants they're just foregoing the next like three seasons just getting a lot of draft picks trying to build up right. and like whether while i wouldn't have traded obj like i can kind of see a strategy there but then they There's also no grabbed strategy.
1: golden tate for some reason another like, slot receiver on a team that already has a slot receiver
0: so it doesn't really make sense to me because when they when the general the general manager had an interesting interview about it where he was like well, this was purely a business decision. Nothing to do with Odell's personality. Uh-huh. We just got an offer we couldn't refuse. And it's like <laughs> you got a like a mid-round first pick and a like a defensive end for like the best one of the best wide receivers in the league. And you're like, well, I can't refuse that. What what is that? I mean, it has to have been more about his antics, I feel like. And in my mind, I don't mind his antics because I feel like like there's no off the field stuff with him, really. Right. And you know, you know he antics? gets frustrated. Yeah, he gets frustrated in the game sometimes, but it all comes from competitiveness, I feel like. like. He just wants to win. That's the kind of player that I feel like I could channel that energy into something positive, you know, and it's just, like, a shame that they couldn't really work with him at all. Like, if OBJ came to me and I was, like, the general manager of the New York Giants, which I am, I'm just speaking from experience. OBJ has come to many times. Yeah, uh, speaking from experience. And he's like, well, I'm a little unhappy, like, without the direction of the team, I'm a little happier. I would, like... Be like, I'll do anything to, like, repair this relationship. Like, let's work together. But that doesn't seem like the, what they did. It kind of reminded me of, like, the Christophe situation <laughs> and the other New York team. Tough to be a New York fan right now. <laughs> uh, you just lost your two franchise players for almost no reason. <laughs> hey, but they got D'Angelo Russell, baby. That's Brooklyn, though. That's so. yeah, New, it's New York. York, though. Of
2: course. it's
0: New York. New Uh So I would be a little frustrated if I was a Giants fan because it doesn't seem like they have – a direction, and it doesn't seem like they needed to give him up. But on the other side,
1: Here's I'm the very ex-
0: side.
1: no. Yeah, I'm the, on the
0: brown side. <laughs> I am very excited to see very excited, very excited. I'm very excited to see Baker and OBJ and Jarvis Harvest, Jarvis, uh <laughs> all play together on offense. I think they're going to be very fun to watch. And Kyle, why don't you go ahead and tell us why they're going to win the Super Bowl this year?
1: <laughs> First off. <laughs> I had them being 500 or better last year, and if they didn't start the season with a kicker losing their first three games, they definitely would have.
0: Did you ever pay me for that bet?
1: Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, like we said, Odell Beckham is a, <laughs> <he's> a generational <laughs> talent at wide receiver. You don't see players like him. I mean, go ahead and give up a defensive player and a mid-round draft pick for someone that's, entrenched themselves as a top five wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, you have to do it. That's a trade you can't refuse. <laughs> I think that's what he was talking about. He yeah, the like, Browns could refuse the, Brown, the Browns had a trade. They offered <laughs> that they just couldn't refuse. So, I mean, I had to accept it. But that's what happened. Um, it kind of reminded me of the uh, Khalil Mack trade last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had to do that. Too. But at least they're making smart moves. Oakland? Yeah. What yeah, it seems
0: like it this
2: offseason, it seems like. Yeah, because yeah,
1: exactly. they
0: turned Khalil into a bunch of picks and they basically turned,
1: um, we're talking Mark about Cooper. Thing,
0: right? Let's not even talk about it. Why talk about it?
1: Yeah, you're right. Just leave it in the blank. I was going to finish my rant on the Browns. and Go ahead. Finish New your York. rant, baby. Tell me Good. about the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, uh, they are they have the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl. The only team better right now in uh, Vegas is Kansas City, obviously, New England, like always. The Saints and the Rams. And then you got the Cleveland Browns, baby. Finally, when I say we're going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl, we're not talking about me taking a shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, uh, for, for the Giants, on the other hand, I don't know why they still invest. They said Eli Manning's their quarterback for sure this year. And maybe next year, too. I don't understand what they're doing. Let me read you this. It's incomprehensible. Without Odell Beckham, Eli Manning averages 6.48 yards per attempt, right? Which would rank, since 2014, 40th out of 41 in all QBs in the NFL. The only QB with the worst yard per attempt in that span is Brock frickin' Osweiler. <laughs> Yo, Brock is great. Uh, go, ahead, get rid of the, okay. go ahead and get rid of Odell, though. Eli's our guy. We're going to okay. double down. So I doing? guess,
0: is is this the first, like, this is, like, the most outright tanking, I guess, that I've seen in a while in the NFL? Because if they're just, if that's what they're doing, that's a great way to tank is have Eli as your quarterback. But then why even get Golden Tate? That's my only question.
1: Why get Golden Tate? And or like, real
0: Peppers, honestly. I don't know. It makes no sense because then they're gonna they're gonna my 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 qualm you might say you could call it qualms qualm even though it's me. <laughs> also, Seth, my dad ran into your mom twice at Mariano's in the span of one week. Incredible.
2: Your mom told me about it. <laughs> your mom, <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> and penis. I mean, in slip. <laughs> uh, my mom told me about seeing your dad the one time recently, but not the other time.
0: They just saw each other again today.
2: Yeah, that's what you told me about today.
0: Naturally. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Vivian and Bill aside, uh, <laughs> what, was I, <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, I think, it, it, yeah. it's, it gives me – I have a qualm in that they're going to ruin Saquon's prime, He's, which isn't that long for a running back. Like he know. might only have like five good years. Running backs don't matter. Of course. It's like the points and whose lines is it anyway. And <laughs> I'm worried analogies. that he's just going to, he's going to languish on the Giants for like five years and not be able to win at all, despite him. And he's going to be running against a stack box
1: every time because
0: they have oh, no other threats sure. now. No other
1: threats. Do you realize? It really just grinds my girdles. Damn it. The best quarterback on the Giants last year was Odell Beckham.
0: <laughs> so they lost he the was like a hundred percent
1: completion <laughs> rating and like three <laughs> touchdowns he threw. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're all upset, okay? They got rid of their best wide receiver and quarterback in one. I don't get it. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Move on to Oakland. Okay, so Antonio Brown to Oakland. I like this because the price was way lower than I thought it was going to be. I know they didn't really have any leverage. The Steelers didn't because everyone knew Antonio Brown wanted to trade. But to get a third and a fifth back um, was much lower than I expected the price to be. So basically, you know, Oakland turned amari cooper in a, into a first round pick and antonio brown and all that you give away was a couple of late round draft picks so i like that a lot um Derek carr isn't the best quarterback in the league not the Who worst he's been but, growing to
1: though uh usually it seems like the ground i mean i guess you had amari <laughs> right but it didn't even seem like oakland wanted him on the field i am guessing Derek Derek carr
2: doesn't.
0: Here. i'm guessing Derek Carr doesn't make it to vegas I mean, he's on a plane right now. I have some intel. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: going to get shot down. Uh, I feel like he's like a a middle, mid-level, mediocre quarterback in the NFL. Like, serviceable. It's better than Eli. Could, could improve. Definitely better than Eli.
0: <laughs> Not as good as Ben, though. Ben Heyman, he's a pretty good quarterback.
1: <laughs> Fat ass, too. <dude.
0: laughs> I don't know. I just feel like... I know in fantasy I'm not going to be taking Antonio because I think he's going to take a dip in production with not as good of a quarterback and uh running back to take some of the, you know, some of the defense away. But it is a nice addition for them. I'm not really sure if they're planning on winning this year if if the but no, because It's interesting because I feel don't you feel like maybe Antonio Brown has like 3 good years left? And well are they going to win in 3 years? I don't know. Like, That's so. the
1: thing. Antonio Brown probably has 2 or 3 very very good years left yeah, as an outside receiver. wide receiver but then once his body you know starts finally deteriorate deteriorating after all these hits and stuff they're just going to move into the slot and he's still going to be a top three five slot wide receiver in the nfl
0: yeah
1: I just he's just hope not going to that... need to he's just not going to need to catch patches passes 20 yards downfield. let him that live underneath sense. you know
0: i just hope that you know his prime and coincides with When they're ready to win, that's the only thing I'd be concerned about. But I think it was a good move.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't like it for it's just the craziest thing how that all went down. It was like he went into the front office and he basically convinced them for the most part that like he was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave. So you just if you want some to get people for me, like draft picks or something, feel free. But I'm gone either way. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we, we should get some draft picks instead of just letting him walk. He was on contract. They don't right. have to do anything.
0: <laughs> it's. It reminds me of what's happening in the NBA. Maybe it's shifted. You know, maybe that's kind of mentality has shifted over the NFL, where it's been much more rare for players to have this kind of power. Well, right in the NFL, yeah. And And um, maybe that's changing now. Especially, I think I don't know if this is really a, an important point, but I feel like with social media and stuff, they can reach a larger audience quicker and be like, "Hey, I want to trade. I'm doing this Instagram live right now, telling you what contract I want." you know, what I want in my new team. And everyone saw that, right? So I feel like they just get a lot more leverage because they can just reach the masses and
1: everyone's like, oh, well, I guess they have to trade him. He really just pulled the wool over his eyes about his own contract that the team wrote up. (laughs) Hey, kudos to him. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. Yeah, definitely. Now Juju's just going (laughs) to soar. Yeah, he's going to be a monster.
0: So it's interesting, like maybe, do you think Ben's was Ben like a big catalyst for this? Because right, yeah. you had le- both Le'Veon and Seems like Antonio it. are gone, and I've heard no s- positive comments about Ben from either of them or players who have left the team. All of them have negative comments about Ben.
1: So, it From what all the okay, stuff that man. I've read, is like he isn't held accountable for anything. Basically, his role on the team is to be the quarterback and then call out players when things don't go right. Call out coaches, and they're like, and the coaches end up just supporting him and being like, "Yeah, Ben's right. You should have done this differently." And it's like, why? Why? I wouldn't want to play for a guy like that either. If well, when he said
0: when he said he has fifty two children or whatever, like Mm -hmm. that would that would piss me off if I was one of his teammates. Like I'm like, we're we're peers. I'm not your your son. Like you know, like that would that would definitely make me a little angry. And I I think that's part of what pushed them off. Yeah.
1: Where would Big Ben be if? the most of his years in Pittsburgh didn't involve the best wide receiver in the NFL. Right. You don't know.
0: Yeah. And I think the Steelers are backing Ben because it's harder to find another quarterback, but I mean, I don't think, I don't think they're going to see a, a great Ben without those two. So Josh Rosen's available. The chosen Rosen, you might say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Why didn't the giants just trade for Josh Rosen? We've established the Giants are not a competent organization by any means.
2: You, a, a not that
1: much is clear. You can give this project to a second grade classroom and they could run this team better.
0: Like, you know, when you made those dioramas of, of different uh, biomes, instead of that, you just <laughs> take over the Giants franchise. <laughs> because, like, you could you only have to give like probably a third round pick for Rosen, it seems like. So then, hey, you don't have to use your top draft pick on a quarterback, you can draft another good player. Now you have a franchise quarterback who can learn under Eli, and by learn under Eli, I mean learn how to be the 40th out of 41st quarterbacks <laughs> in the league. And then you have you have OBJ, your quarterback of the future, and Saquon, and you probably drafted a great defensive player like Jarrell Peppers. Maybe you know, maybe you drafted someone like that instead of trading for him. No, that's what I'm saying.
2: Doesn't sound like you got a plan at all. I, I don't get it. Either
0: way, now, speaking think... as the – I am the general manager of the Giants, so you think I would have done some of these things. But...
1: <laughs> it's just all crazy. Right. Like, that organization all of a sudden just – I mean, they were, weren't great for the last couple of years, but they've plummeted to one of the worst, if not the worst-ran organizations in the NFL. And then in a matter of literally a year, the Colts have skyrocketed to a top-five team just because of the hirings in their front office and their coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it doesn't seem like it should be that hard, but I think just the old people that run these sports teams are so stubborn that they don't want innovation, and sure. people don't like they don't realize or think that innovation's what's going to lead them to success. All they care about is we have exciting players, we're going to get money from the players, to the people coming to watch. But it's like people want to see championships, people mm-hmm. want to see exciting things happen. Yeah, invest in innovation. I don't know. <laughs>
0: That's actually the motto of our podcast: <laughs> Invest in Innovation. Sportball. Invest right, in Innovation. Thing. Let's move on to uh, lay down to the Jets. Sticking with another Steelers move, while well, kind of he's a free agent, but uh, what do you think about this? Does this make the Jets the second best team in the in the division? No.
2: I still think they have a long way to go. <clears throat>
1: Do oh, you think I they're not look. better than the Bills? The Bills got my guy, John Smoky Brown. He, not that he's really. He's way. not going to push the needle. I'll tell you that right now. But
0: <laughs> Josh Allen can't even throw past fifty yards and hit a broadside of a barn. So
1: who else is in that division?
0: Uh, the, the Dolphins, who are openly tanking and signed Brian Fitzpatrick as their quarterback. <laughs> Great true. signing. Although
1: he's going to have an exciting. Three it's to magic. four wins, it's going to beat, like, the Patriots, the Saints, <laughs> yeah. and another top five team, and then lose every game. It's incredible. It's the he's best gonna way have, to think. It's like the have, Bulls.
0: Like, yeah, he's going to have, like, what? six, four interception games, and then, like, three, five touchdown games. I can't wait.
1: Who is Who else? Uh, yeah, the Bills, Dolphins, and the Patriots. Yeah, I guess they are the second best team in the division. Especially if Darnold takes a step forward. Which yeah. usually you typically see. I mean, he had... Good outings is. I season. think,
0: dare I say, I could see them like being over five hundred, maybe fighting for the last wild card spot. Whoa! I, I mean, mean, who in honestly, the AFC is even good? Honestly,
2: are we Penciled sure that? It, are we yeah. sure that Le'Veon will come back and be what he was two years ago? That's true. Without no. like no, we don't the whole know offensive infrastructure around him.
1: No, we have no clue.
2: And I, I mean, mean, it's also like. Kyle said, running backs don't matter. I mean, they do matter to some extent, I think, but to just transform the impact or the effectiveness of a team, I don't know. I think that's a lot to ask from somebody who hasn't played in a year.
0: Yeah, I definitely think both Bell and Brown are going to take a step back out of the... once they're out of Pittsburgh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when I say, like, running backs don't matter, I don't mean, like, You could take any Jamoak off the street and toss him in, but, like, they're not a a player on your NFL team that should be paid as one of the top three paid people. You don't need that. You just need an athletic running back that could shoot the gap and catch a football 75% of the time. And you have, as long as you invest the money into a good offensive line... Then the running back's gonna be successful. Mm-hmm. That's yeah.
0: Yeah, we saw this with Damien Williams in Kansas City, right? Where 100%. you know we had that incident with Kareem Hunt and Damien Williams stepped up and their offense even got more efficient with him. And so you you've kind of gotta ask yourself, do I need to pay a running back, you know, the max? Because
1: you just don't, honestly. But the Jets are gonna draw tickets <laughs> now. So draw tickets. That's kind of dance. what you were
0: talking about earlier, right? Where, yeah. where you just want that that big fish. And and you think that's good? At what's uh what's gonna bring people to your stadium, but it's not gonna lead to sustained winning necessarily.
1: Yeah, unless he does, you know, look like the Le'Veon Bell of Old, Darnold takes a step. I mean it's, they it's also feasible. signed uh what wide receiver did they sign too that we, you and I were talking about? Uh Dick Trickle. From Washington, right? Oh James was and Crowder. Ivan? Yeah, yeah, they signed Crowder. I think Crowder's Ivan ready to, to that, too. Like, they're making smart <laughs> plays.
0: Do you say Ivan Jurgenov?
1: Ivan, Ivan <laughs> Jurgenov, yeah. That was they're at least making smart football moves to better their franchise. I mean, Jameson Crowder is, like, what, 25 years old, 24 years old, something like that? Listen, good I slot receiver. They, they can be frisky,
0: which, as you know, is my word for a team that's not very good. The more I uh, think about it, I'm with you. I think they
1: could sneak into the second wild card spot in the AFC. But I just don't think they're going to build, like, a dynasty around Leigh Van Bell, you know? No, it's not going to no. be around Le Van Bell, but for the time being... It It'll depend be... more
2: on Sam Darnold's progression yeah. as a player than it will... He's Who Who
1: going serviceable, for? serviceable signing. Point. He should be. All but right. I did read that he ballooned to, like, an insane weight while he was yeah. <laughs> not doing anything.
0: He'll probably lose that, though. It'll uh, Let's Let's hit real quick. Rosen seems like he's headed to the Cardinals. Which I thought was just a rumor at first, but it's, it seemed like that's actually going to happen. Rosen is on the Cardinals. He's heading away from the Cardinals. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant Kyler Murray. Gonna be, it seems like he's going to be drafted number one by the Cardinals. Which is funny, because they just drafted a quarterback last year. Uh, which I I don't know when this has recently happened, but basically this team is saying, ah, we messed up. Uh, let's just try this again. And, um, I mean, if they can get back something good for him, it's probably fine. I think they should just wait until some team gets desperate for a quarterback and then try to get a first rounder out of them. I can't believe that Josh Rosen would get a first rounder because I was looking this up. Sam Bradford got a first rounder when he was traded to the the Vikings when they're desperate for a quarterback. If Sam Bradford can get a first round pick and Josh Rosen, anyone (laughs) can. Yeah. And Josh Rosen, a second year player who like, I mean, sure he didn't have a great first year, but you know, he's young. Anything could happen. Like, I can't believe that player wouldn't get a first-round pick.
2: I mean, there's all sorts of things you can look back in history of who's been traded for what, and it's, like, doesn't make any sense, like, what the value of different players are. But, yeah. I think it's It's, interesting to see with quarterbacks, like, how quickly people evaluate their talent and how quickly they give up on them. Um I don't know if I'm ready to give up on
1: Rosen yet. No. I mean, Rosen is a steal for any team that gets him for a second-round pick or a third-round pick.
2: Definitely.
1: I mean, it's he's going to be a better quarterback than every quarterback in this upcoming draft besides maybe two, which is Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins, and you're not giving up really anything. I mean – since like high school he's gone through almost a new coach a new offensive coordinator a new coach every single year he's never had you know uh what's that called um not sustain not sustainability he's never had a uh, consistency. consistency he's never had consistency and it's like he had one of the worst coaches and offensive coordinators last year in arizona he had a guy that probably shouldn't be playing football as his right guard, allowing him to get sacked. However many times he got sacked one of the worst offensive lines in total in that fell. It's like, we don't know what Josh Rosen is. We saw what production he could have when he was playing at UCLA, but put him with a coach that's going to make him, you know, perform to the way he can. It's like, I don't know how teams aren't jumping on this with a second round pick considering I read today, like, it's 99%, 99 99.9% chance they draft Kyler Murray. Right. It's funny because it's like, it's kind of like cars, how they just depreciate in value as soon
0: as you drive them off. That's how it is with quarterbacks. As soon as they play their first game, they just depreciate in value. Like, if if you're paying a second round pick for Rosen, you're paying a second round pick or a third round pick for, like, a top five overall pick. So you just don't have to use that high draft pick,
1: basically. Yeah, it's nuts. Don't get me wrong, I love Kyler Murray and I like I love what Arizona's doing. Like, yeah, they they probably didn't screw up with the draft process last year, but what they're doing now is shifting the culture. You hired a young, innovative coach who's gonna be calling plays as one of the best offensive uh <laughs> play callers in college football over the last couple of years, and you're gonna let him run the team the way he wants to run it. The way that he's seen success, he's going to make that successful. Do what he can to make that successful at the NFL level. Like They're just buying in to their new culture. And
0: Kyle's just gushing, gushing about Cliff Kingsbury because he finds him the most attractive man in the NFL. He's oh, the sexiest he's the coach, coach in the man. NFL, hands down. <laughs> I, mean, I can't lie. My hands wouldn't be down if we were uh, together, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, let's move on. Just wrong. on the on the outline here, I have any other bullshit Kyle wants to talk about, so... I've I've ranted enough. Okay, great. Uh <laughs> let's let's move on to a quick NBA preview. And by NBA, I mean MLB, you fucking <laughs> fools. I'm just trying to see if you're still awake. <laughs> so, the season starts <laughs> This season starts tomorrow. AKA right. today once this is dropped. Right. And we just did our fantasy baseball draft, which was scintillating at best. At worst, at worst. <laughs> downright disgusting. <laughs> so, I have a I have a here, we want to discuss new faces and new places, which should either be a segment on our podcast or a sitcom. I'm not really sure which. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, Kyle, why don't you start us off talking about some of the, the uh, new phases and new places that you think are important for this season?
1: Uh, not just of importance, but just like, I don't know. I highly doubt many of our listeners know what baseball is. Um, so <laughs> I've we'll never th- seen a baseball. We'll stick to the big names. Uh, obviously... You had Bryce Harper sign a record contract um, with Philadelphia. I mean, we all know what Bryce Harper is. He's been a stud ever since he came into the into the league. It's the type of player that I don't know if you could say will change a franchise just by himself, but like he's a big face to bring a lot of
2: ticket sales. He
1: probably does. He they. They sold over hundred thousand tickets in twenty-four hours from the announcement oh, of his signing. Yeah, reminds me of
0: when we when we announced our first live podcast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the most ticket sales in any sports history in a twenty-four hour span. That's the type wow. of player they got. Yeah. Then you got Manny Machado, who is now in San Diego, who are going all in on a you know a rebuild, a quick rebuild process. Obviously, we all know Manny Machado is an all-star, um, great player, and they got a ton of young talent. They're one of the best MLB farm systems in baseball, and they're bringing up, they got two pitchers that are young that are going to be on their opening day roster, and they just announced today that, uh, the number two prospect, number two or number one, uh, prospect in MLB, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, is going to be starting. Clean out your mouth, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, and then our hometown White Sox, baby. They didn't sign anyone big, but they did get Manny Machado's cousin and his best friend to try to oh. get him to come to Chicago. That and they, they told him San Diego's awesome. It'd be a great place to live and Machado signed in San Diego. What? So really, they signed two players to get Machado to go elsewhere. On wow. top of that, <laughs> in good news. They did sign the third best prospect in MLB to, uh, to a contract finally. So he's good old Eloy Jimenez, who we got from the Cubs and the Jose Quintana trade. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. He's going to be uh, starting in the outfield. Today, opening day, it's going to be exciting. Also, uh, Tatis, that I was talking about, he, he was the on the White kids that Sox. bad, please. <laughs> uh, he was on the White Sox, but we sent uh, we sent him over to San Diego so we can get good old James Shields, one of the worst pitchers in the MLB.
2: Uh, hey, he was good like 15 years ago, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: There's the rundown,
0: folks. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Seth, I, I heard that maybe the Twins are going to be a little frisky this year. Yo, the, you know the Twins got a means? nice team this year. Frisky meaning
2: bad. Yes, I agree. What? Wholeheartedly. I think they might
0: like, con- contend for the wild card.
2: It seems wow. like we have like some decent players, but no like star players. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all that I know about the Twins. Because... Jose.
1: Jose Barrios.
2: Yeah. Star. Solid pitcher. I guess he could be construed as a star.
1: Um, Eddie Rosario, not a star, but a very good player, like a very underrated MLB player. Byron Buxton has been injured most of his MLB career. He's a star in the field. No, Byron Buxton incredible. is literally the fastest man in baseball, and hasn't been <laughs> oh, yeah. he's gonna. I, I drafted him today. He's gonna steal sixty bases. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is
0: are you guys still playing Joe Mauer? Or is he dead yet? Joe Mauer, you killed lot. him. Remember who? was who that other guy? The first baseman that still was playing like Justin two years Marnell? ago. Yeah, is he still oh, playing or is no. he dead as well? He hasn't been
2: playing for a while. Okay, but um, so both yeah, of them he are was deceased. Supposed to throw out the opening pitch on the first opening day, but then oh. he died.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then you killed him.
1: Sam, do you know who the Twins do have? Well, behind the plate. The one? The the only?
0: only? Williams Astudio. Okay, this man is my (laughs) hero, dude. First of all, who names their kid Williams? It's like Is he Williams? Is he Willius? No. Williams, Williams, it's a common name. Look it up. Read a globe for once. Uh, (laughs) Do any any of you guys like any, any sleepers for the World Series? Who do you like for the World Series? Well, that's a
1: loaded question.
2: Uh, I'll give you one answer. The Toronto Blue Jays. I'll tell you why. Oh, my God. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., maybe.
0: Thick boy.
2: (laughs) Vlad Guerrero Sr., my all-time favorite baseball player. The Russell Wilson of the MLB. Um No, I'm just excited for Vladdy Jr. to come up from the minors, hopefully sooner rather than later because he's on my fantasy team. And that'll be something that'll actually hopefully draw me back to watching baseball because it's been a while since I've really been into it. So maybe this podcast and our league can get me
0: back. I used to love, first of all, how Vlad would just bat with no gloves. Second of all, how he would swing at everything, including hitting – he hit it several doubles, I remember, off a of bounced pitch.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just Same. has a golf swing sometimes.
0: White Sox, Sox games are going to be fun this year, now that we got Eloy. And the great thing is they pay you to attend White Sox games. So
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Beer and food is basically
0: free. Yeah, if you know the right people, <laughs> which I don't. Uh, I'm thinking it's just going to be Red Sox or Yankees, right? I mean, am I, oh, why are we fucking around here?
1: Yeah, I mean... I was going to say the Yankees. It's not like a sleeper or anything, but their pitching staff, I mean, it's still very good even though they got um, Severino is injured right now. He should be back, though, um, in May. And they have literally the best bullpen maybe that's ever been assembled in MLB history. It's insane. It is really good. Plus, you got—I I love two players love how, that are going uh, to get over
0: 50. I love how Boston and New York are really good right now. I kind of
1: like that, you know? I like it, too. The, so- the, the White Sox are going to be up in the next two years. The Cubs are – uh, I've softened on the Cubs. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Their bullpen, on the other hand, a Garbage. <laughs> Throw I like you Darvish, the trash. Got a, he got sniped for me today i wanted to have you on my team not World you but Darvish. you
0: you want to have me on my, your mm. team don't let's not lie
1: uh the
0: nl central is going to be tough this year i think because there's really no like terrible teams and the top like four are really good i feel like like i could see milwaukee st louis or the Cubs winning the winning the division yeah don't sleep on the reds I actually print out a picture of the Reds roster and use it as a pillow every they night. They did sign Yasiel Puig, which is nice. Yeah. Big What's addition. up with him? Is he fine now? Sometimes they just send him the
1: minors just to think about what he's done. That was one, one <laughs> year. For <God>. <laughs> some reason, they decided to do that. Uh, <laughs> Puig's going to go crazy this year in, in that ballpark. It's one of the best hitting environments in baseball. So playing half his games there, opposed to L.A., yeah. I got him pegged for over forty home runs. Jesus, you can't peg in baseball though. That's well, predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Holy all predictions. Only kickball. Before we close this, you guys each want to say your uh, your favorite pick from our draft tonight on sure, your on yeah. your fantasy team. Well, you already know mine.
0: He's the love of my life. He uh, cuddles me to bed every night. He's a Big Spoon. His name is Javi Baez. I just love him. First of all, in fantasy, he can be used in,
1: like, six positions.
0: And also in the bedroom as well. (laughs) Hey-oh! So, yeah, that's my favorite.
1: Beautiful. Some might say Javi Baez is the Marcus Smart of baseball, or vice versa.
0: You said that before. Wasn't it you who said that?
1: Yeah, it was me that said that. (laughs) I love that I just think it's such a great analogy. It's perfect. He does all the intangibles very well. Exactly. Yeah. Does the big plays when you need them? Everything. Yeah. They are brothers. Seth?
2: <laughs> well, uh, Vladdy Jr. was definitely my favorite pick.
1: Yeah, I mentioned him already.
2: Yeah. Um, but I also like my, my top four with a nice balance between offense and pitching with uh Jose Ramirez, Freddie Freeman, Derek Cole, and Carlos Carrasco. I thought that was good. nice that I was able to get good pitching at that point and I feel good about having two aces and then kind of be able to stream most of the rest of my starters.
1: Yeah. I like the Freddie pick. I waited a long time to get first base. Cause I had, I mean, there's only like really, I feel like six, maybe seven mm-hmm. top, like top upper echelon first baseman. So I'm taking a shot on uh the Yankees first baseman, Luke Voigt.
0: Mm-hmm. He was a stud in the playoffs though. We've lost Kyle. Yeah, did he freeze on your screen too? Yeah, he just looks stoned on my screen. No, oh, there he's back. He's back now. <laughs> he <laughs> said, <laughs> Where's <is> everyone? <that? laughs> uh, I like to say two things. Number one, I somehow ended up with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander for the second straight year. Also, number two, once again, I waited to take any single outfielder until like the 12th round. Yeah, so we're all we're my outfielders outfielder. asked. Are you taking the
2: outfielders who are taken or like married or no?
1: They're all Ooh, married, the, yes. I like wise. them to be stable.
0: <laughs> I don't like them to have like a nightlife or anything. I want them home with their wife and kids after games. Oh
1: Christ, so course.
0: What's that called?
1: So who are you? The Wuhan wallabies? <laughs> you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see my picture of the cute little wallaby? Yeah, that is nice. I like that. Yeah. I
0: gotta get a nice jackrabbit, huh? Oh, before we end the podcast I have big news, guys. Let I've invented just... a... I've invented a new phrase. Okay, Holy so shit.
2: Well, we are all about innovation here. <laughs>
0: What is it? Innovation that excites? Isn't that Nissan actually? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was something else that wasn't that wasn't it. It was, we, we invest
0: all... in innovation. Oh, there we he invest is. In
1: innovation.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Here's the phrase. Ready? Same boat, different paddle. Now, hear me out. So, <laughs> let's say me and Seth are talking, right? And I'm like, "Oh man, my back really hurts from bowling." And then Seth is like, "Oh man, my back really hurts from basketball." And I'd be like, same boat, same boat, different paddle. Am I right, buddy? And then we'd have a good <laughs> laugh, a guffaw with each other. So I'm really I would invest now while Peter it's on the ground outside. floor. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, some initial investors, but you know. Also, we've lost Kyle again, so let's just end the podcast.
2: <laughs> just give a really angry expression on your screen because <laughs> yeah, you look mind. fucking pissed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's just sign off. Uh, yeah, Seth, Say what you know. I want you to say. This has
2: been the podcast that no one asked for, no one needed, and no one deserved. Uh, but we enjoyed it.
0: And on uh, the third day, he rose.